Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Brainosaur presents the Weekday Warriors of Welcome to the Weekdays Warriors of Wrestling for June 5th, 2018. I'm Eric Clancy, joined as always by Patrick Kelly. How you doing, bud? Uh, doing great. Uh, the Caps just one game away from taking home the Stanley Cup. Yes. Um, I would... You know, part of me thinks that, that it would be an easy... Not an easy win, but a foregone conclusion. But I think you posted an interesting article the other day talking about... Um, uh, the, the odds of a comeback. So there's always oh, yeah. that to keep in mind, even after that. What was it like 4-0 um, yesterday? It was. It ended up being 6-2, to, six to I think. Oh, geez. I shut it off at 4-0. Um, all right. So yeah, that was about, the game was about over at that point. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've got a few things to talk about today. we got Raw. We've got uh, the CM Punk trial, which had its closing arguments today, I think. Um, we've got, uh, what else did I say we were going to talk about? I don't know, but I'm sure we'll get to it. Um, we've got, uh, we've got Dominion coming up. We've got, uh, NXT Chicago and Money in the Bank both coming up. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. Lucha Underground comes back in like, like what, a week? Uh, yeah, about eight days. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of stuff going on. Uh, there is talk about um, apparently at a show uh, recently, uh, the Young Bucks talked about possibly bringing all in to Madison Square Garden, which mm. would be um, it would be amazing. Number one, because I could easily go without having to travel, and it would be fantastic because holy shit, if somebody else sold out Madison Square Garden, Vince would like pop a blood vessel. <laughs> Yeah, he probably would. But all right, he's got Undertaker. He's got the real attraction. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, and Undertaker will be wrestling in Madison Square Garden. So so the, mm-hmm. there you go. Um, uh, so Raw was last night, and, you know, I, I'm watching this show, and this is like... Do, do you want to call that a show? I guess in the basic sense of the term. Um it was more you like know, an empty it, void that was just taking up space. It, it like I know it, you know it's it's so like I started off the show or I'm like watching the show, seeing the Elias promo, which I thought was pretty good, and you know I'm like he's talking and I'm like you know what, I'm kind of like really interested in this feud. Like 
Elias is a good worker. Seth is a good worker. Um, I like them both. The storyline's, you know, fairly interesting. And then Seth comes down. He does the bit with the um, the chair. And then, uh, you know, Ginger comes out and, and they set up the tag match. And up until that, up until the tag match started, I was like, wow, you know, I'm really into this Elias-Seth feud. And I think it could be a really cool match. And, um, uh, yeah, and then it's just like they're in – like I, I shouldn't even give it this much thought because it doesn't deserve it because they don't put any thought into it. But they're, you know, they're, they're obsessed absolutely obsessed with like setting up these matches the like day of like oh we're gonna have a tag match and we're gonna have it right now like it just like it just sucks it sucks to do that and it it goes back to vince is like you know as as much as people like to say he's got so much foresight it goes back to vince being a fucking carny and wanting to pop the live crowd because saying hey look we've got this match tonight doesn't pop the live crowd and it's so predictable and it like so i missed the days when like on nitro shit would happen and then they'd be like well this didn't happen so we got a standby match and it's like and i've realized this in in my time watching wrestling the best stuff is is where your suspension of disbelief is is upheld and yeah even if he breaks it so many times they break it with how they're at backstage interviews are segmented they break it with how their matches are set up to how their show runs. Like, they break it so many different ways, and it's like they make it as hard as possible for you to enjoy this shit. I mean, we're why are we watching? Just, just WWE fans are just people who are there to see wrestlers. They're not there to see wrestling. They're not there to see conflict or drama or anything. They're there to see wrestlers. That's, that's what they're there for. Yeah, and you know, going back to what you said about the whole setting up tag matches the night of the show and that whole deal, uh, that's one of those things that was, again, it was big in the Attitude Era, and it was kind of part of how they did things back then. It's like, oh, keep them on their toes, and oh, keep it spontaneous, and it's become such a trope and such a big piece of the formula that it's anything but those things. It's just kind of this thing that we expect to happen now. So, and here's why it was a successful trope for a time in the Attitude Era. The reason mm-hmm. was when you would have a match set on Raw or a syndicated show or whatever, they would say, oh, they would have, um, you know, Todd Penningill would do the voiceover and they say, next week, Yokozuna and The Undertaker will go one-on-one to settle a score. Undertaker, Yoko, next week on Raw. And then Raw would come up and you would see The Undertaker and Yokozuna. And there would be, like, other matches. And the, and at the end of each show, they would, like, profile it. And they would say, next week, Jeff Jarrett's going to wrestle against Diesel or, or whatever. And then, at a certain point, you know, like, and, and those matches always happened. And then, in the Attitude Era, they said, you know what, tonight, we're not going to do that one. You're going you're gonna to wrestle this way. And it's, and it's like, you're like, wow, wow. That, that's, after years and years of, of this being a, a set show, you're like changing things up because you've been so passionate or angry at this character and you're, you're making this match, but it has been much longer in the other direction now. Whereas these impromptu matches, they've been doing them for 20 years now. They've been doing them longer than they ever did the other version of raw. Like this is more raw than that raw ever was. And Uh that's why it worked as a trope. But the fact is every week that happens, 
So you know there's going to be some conflict at the beginning of the show to set up some sort of match, and it's like, what did you have planned before that? And it's because they're so far removed from what they're originally <laughs> supposed to be that it's just like, it's just this fake pretend shit, you know? And and I, I say that, I say that in a way, it's just like, you watch it and you're just like, what the fuck am I watching it for? Who cares? None of this, it's not a, they're not, they're not even pretending it's an athletic competition. Why should I? And if you're listening to the show, I mean, we're not, we're not under the impression that wrestling should be portrayed as real in real life. But on the we like show, we like underground. Yeah, yeah, and and so yeah, it just sucks. And the match is pretty good too. Like like the the tag match is pretty good. It's like you can do these things without like just setting them up like. Yeah, typically, I'm trying to think of a way where that could have worked. Maybe actually do, like, a... Maybe do, like, Seth versus Jinder, and then Elias interferes, then Roman comes in, and then use that, like, all right, you kind of screwed up our format. Later in the show, we're going to do this match, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, and they've they've done that before. Yeah. Um, Then we had James Harden wrestling Kurt Hawkins, and you knew Kurt Hawkins wasn't going to win, number one, because he's Kurt Hawkins. Number two, <laughs> because he had, like, 40 tacos for, like, 11,000 people. So <laughs> that wasn't going to work. So then Baron What a waste comes, of perfectly good tacos. Yeah, I know. And then Baron Corbin comes down, attacks him, and, like, is an asshole to Hawkins. And, I mean, it, it got him heat, so that was good. But then Corbin comes to the back, and he's like, uh, I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a constable to provide checks and balances, and you're like, what the fuck does any of this mean? It's like, <laughs> and, 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 uh, like I can't even get upset because you know the thought process was we're we're gonna get Baron Corbin in a situation with Kurt Angle, and he's gonna be he's gonna be he's gonna be a constable. Yeah, that's it. And it's like, okay, what the fuck is a constable? You've never had one. It, like and that's right, it's revolutionary. Okay, what sort of checks and balances is the constable providing? Uh, it's making sure Kurt doesn't get too out of control. How is he getting out of control? Uh, I don't know. Why can't Stephanie just come? Uh, she's going to come up anyway, so why do we need Baron Corbin to do this? He's going to physically intimidate Kurt? Why can't Stephanie just text him, like in real businesses, or email him? Uh, we got to have a constable! <laughs> Oh, my God. I think they've officially run out of names for authority figures if we're down to Constable. If we're using that now, it's like, guys, you need to, you really need to stop. Remember when Austin was the sheriff? Yeah, I can't believe Austin walked out after that. I'm I'm so surprised that his run didn't last that long. Who who appointed him to be sheriff? If memory serves me right, I believe it was Mick Foley. Because didn't they do a thing where he was like, you know, co-commissioner for like a day, and didn't he appoint Austin? Yeah, probably. The amount of times Foley became quick commissioner that I forgot about it after his initial 2000 run is like mm-hmm. apparently a lot. <laughs> it's almost as many heel turns as Big Show's had. Yeah. Um, Nia Jax beat Natalia. Ronda Rousey was on commentary, and boy, she talked about getting fucked by her husband a lot. <laughs> <laughs> She's look. We keep saying it. Do not put that woman in front of a microphone. It's just not going to work. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. I don't I don't know what to say about this. This dude sucks. Um I mean it just like flushed Nia Jax's like character arc down the toilet. It's it, it just sucks. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about it. Do you? Uh well yeah, it's again we keep talking about it, but it just exposes Ronda Rousey more and more and just kind of takes every bit of mystique and coolness that she has and it slowly siphons more and more of it off and it's like we're going to get to a point where I think the crowd's going to turn on her, but you know. Yeah. Then they're always shocked when this shit happens. Uh, <laughs> Braun Strowman beat Bobby Roode, who Bobby Roode seems like he could be turning heel at some point. Please. Oh, you, you mean the thing he should have been all along? Yeah, I like. I mean, if they turn him into a heel that overuses Glorious and like milks the the theme song too long, I'm all for that because that's what I hate about him now. So that would be fantastic, and I could like want to see him get his ass kicked. But yeah, it's they like their lack of their out of touch nature towards who will get cheered and who who will be booed is incredible to me. Well, Roman Reigns is their top face. So what does that tell you? Uh, it, it tells you that come SummerSlam, the big dog is going to hold that title. Numbers will be through the roof. It'll be great. All right. So, Patrick, how do you like this? So, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre formed a team the night after WrestleMania, and they've been killing everybody for, like, two months. And They're undefeated, being, aren't they? Well, you know, they were up until this Battle Royal here. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, the B team wins it, which I don't have an issue with. That's fine. Cool. Uh. Ziggler and McIntyre had been, like, set up as killers, and it's just like, wh- why did you have to have them in there? Could you have not written one of your stupid locker room segments where they, like, threaten Kurt Angle, and he says, you know what? Uh, disrespecting authority isn't going to get you anywhere. You're not going to be in the Battle Royal tonight. In fact, one of you is going to have to face Chad Gable or, I don't know, something like that, and then he can, like, not kill them. It's just, I don't know. It, it, it's What's the fucking point like they love to hold guys momentum for some reason i remember when lance storm and william regal were the unbeatable team and then they jobbed him out to jr and the king for some reason what they were the unbeatable team when they were undefeated for like a good like eight weeks this would have been i want to say late oh two were they un-americans at that point they were kind of like, it was them branching off from the Un-Americans. They were just coming off of that. And they were like this new team on Raw that were just killing everybody. Interesting. But nobody remembers it because JR beat them. So, you know. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That'd be uh, funny. Sami Zayn accused Lashley of having never been in the military, which I guess to Vince is the ultimate heel thing. Um How's that feud not dead yet? You think after that one segment they'd have stopped? Well, are you ready for Zayn and Lashley at Money in the Bank? Oh, I'm I'm super ready. I'm so stoked. That happened. Then uh, Riot Squad beat Bliss, Banks, and Ember Moon because Bailey ran down and and replaced Alexa and. And they're like, oh, it shouldn't be allowed. Never mind that earlier in the night, uh, Elias fucking DDT Seth onto a steel chair, and the ref's like, come on, come on. 
<laughs> There's no again, they want to they know the stories they want to tell and they just want to get from point A to point B, but they're not concerned about what they did before A and they're not at all concerned about being consistent. They will change the rules on a dime just to fit whatever narrative they want to yeah. tell. I it, mean, it's they, they don't have it as bad as New Japan's refs who like have zero consistency or credibility ever, but <laughs> it's, it's not good. Um, and then we had Finn Balor and Kevin Owens. Balor beat Owens uh, by DQ, but this was a throwback to the old ladder match at Brooklyn uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn 2015. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to find something. It's amazing how that feels like. God, oh, like three I years ago. Yeah. And nuts. I was so excited for that match back then, and then now it's like I, I couldn't be bothered to care. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't care. I mean, that's kind of like how I leave this show. You know, I I don't care. Well, they overexpose everybody. The feuds run too long. The shows are too long. And by the time you're done, you're just kind of begging for it to be over. Yeah, and it feels like, I don't know, this is a three-hour show, but I feel like three people are on it. I mean, I know that's not true, but it just feels that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, so we went, We go to... Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the CM Punk trial. Which I completely forgot was still going. Well, it only went for like a week and a half, I would say. Um, But we had closing remarks today. And so this is, it's so dicey because I thought, I thought it was just going to be, you know, my my thought process was, you know, if it's going to turn out that either CM Punk lied about the staph infection or he didn't. And he has a medical record from the person who saw it and drained it and did all that stuff, or he doesn't, and that's it. And, and granted, it's a jury trial, so people can, you know, they can be swayed by whatever. So there's, I mean, there's no open and shut or slam dunk trials, really. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out it's like a little in between. Um, <laughs> turns out that so Punk was never diagnosed with staff. However, he did have a large discolored lump on his back. Medical people, friends, colleagues have testified to that. Um, but there was never, uh, and it, I, I think it was, it, it could have been staff, but it wasn't MRSA. Um, so it, there, there is inconsistencies in his story, but there's also the fact that he did have this lump and it, it wasn't taken care of. There's also the interesting thing that so earlier in the trial Amon's uh counsel tried to say oh you know Amon tried to take you out early in the match uh get him out as soon as possible that was their like bit but and this was brought up on like the observer a few days later uh they're like oh we wanted Kane to come down and and, and get you out or whatever but they had Kane choke slam him through the table so if they're yeah. trying to get him, and, and Punk said he wanted to stay in, which I don't deny for a second. However, if they were trying to get him out and they had Kane come in and choke slam him, I think that completely defeats the argument that they were, like, concerned about him, you know? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you wouldn't do that move if you thought he had a concussion. It would have been the softest landing ever. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. I I don't know how long they're going to deliberate. I thought I read that the verdict came out, like, about an hour ago, I think. What? It did? All right. Hold on. Let's take a look at this. I could be mistaken, but I thought I was getting. I thought I heard like Twitter reaction. Oh my God! Uh, CM Punk and Cole Cabana. Yeah, you're right. Uh, defeat WWE doctor in court. Oh yeah. So let me read this right now. Then. Um, let's see, Amon's side had trouble proving any real monetary damage occurred. Wow. So another big win for Punk. Well, he's probably not going to get one this weekend, so might as well get it earlier in the week. Yeah, so that means um that means Amon is going to have to pay for the um well it says neither will have to pay anything, but I would imagine he probably will counter sue for 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 legal fees, so. <laughs> I mean, I would. Um, Sam Punk still still sticking at the WWE. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. So good on that, Pat. Um, okay. There you go. That's the end of that one. Yeah, that's interesting. That uh, so I keep hearing conflicting things. Did Punk and Cabana have a falling out or what? Are they still friends or what's the deal? I heard they did. Um, I haven't heard anything from anyone else saying that they're friends again. Okay. So, there you go. Um, I mean, Punk does strike me as a tough person to get along with. Just uh, uh, yeah, throwing that I, out there. Yes, I think he would be. Um, uh, you excited about Dominion this Saturday? I am super excited. The main events, the two main event matches in particular, I think are going to be very good. And the rest of the card's solid, too. Well, I think, let me pull this up right now. Um I think you got essentially three main events when you when you think about it, when you include the um uh junior match. Yeah, yeah. Um let's pull this up here. Yeah, so this is this card is stacked as shit. Um <laughs> so you got um Desperado and Kanamaru defending the Junior tag titles against Rapongi 3K. Um, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, Juice Robinson and David Finley against Jay White and Yoshihashi. Eh. Our favorite um, guys, Jay White yeah, and David right. Finley. Yeah. Uh, Ishii and Yano against Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. That should be really good, actually. Yes. Um, that, could, that should be the sleeper hit of the show. I think Yano... Were, so I think Ishii... So all four of these guys work well together. I think Ishii can have some hard-hitting, awesome stuff with Suzuki and and Zach. And I think Yano's comedy with Suzuki. I mean, I've seen Yano and Suzuki before, and it's great. Um, they have amazing chemistry together. Yes. And um, I think Yano's, like, the best comedy wrestler in wrestling. Like, him or her Taguchi, I, I would say Yano's better. But um, mm-hmm. And I think Zach Sabre uh, Jr. can do some funny stuff with them, too. So I think that should be really good. 
Um, we've got the never open weight championship, which I actually wish they would get rid of. Um, I just think they have too many. They've got too many singles belts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have too many belts, period. But, uh, (laughs) Goto is defending against Elgin and Taichi. I, I mean, I like Goto. Um, I I don't really love everybody, anybody in this match though. So I, I think I would have preferred it if it was just go, uh, Goto and Elgin. Yeah, probably. Uh, okay, then we got the tag title match. Uh, Sonata and Evil are defending against the Young Bucks the first time that I'm aware of they're challenging for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. As far as I know, that's the first time. So that's a big deal. And uh, it should be really good. I mean, you know that I, I love Sonata. I think he's like a superstar for them. And... Uh, um. I don't. I don't really like evil, but Sonata's great, <laughs> and I like the Young Bucks. So I think that could be really cool. Um, the six-man tag match I think should be awesome because it's like this epic legends team of Tanahashi, Liger, and Rey Mysterio Jr. against Cody, Hangman Page, and Marty Skrull. Like I think that's going to be fantastic. Yep, that's like that's a super cool match on paper. Yeah. Um, and it's not like, that Cody got on the card. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it is. And, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a star-studded card. It's like, I mean, yeah, it, it's huge. Um, then for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, Osprey against Takahashi. Um, I think this should be insane. Um, I think people are finally coming around to Takahashi as just, like, this epic worker, um, and mm. which, which I thought that, since I saw his match against Dragon Lee at New Beginning uh, last year in, in 2017, which was mm-hmm. just like some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. Um, I mean, but but Osprey's had a great run so far. Um, I've loved his match with Skrull and his Kushida match. Like, the only thing I can use with that is how high-pitched his screams are when he gets hit. Um, yeah. But I, I think this will be pretty good. Yeah, I think this could be, uh, and it is good to see that people are coming around to Takahashi because for a while now he's been one of the better uh, junior heavyweights in New Japan, and he's finally starting to get the credit of like a Marty Skrull or a Will Ospreay, and he deserves it. No, you know, I, I was really shocked he won the best of Super Juniors. I thought for sure they were going to give to Ishimori. I thought so too. Absolutely, yeah. Because um, I know people were saying, oh, Takahashi. Or Kushida could be, or um, you know, like like uh, not Kushida, um, Takahashi, or um, I can't remember who else they said, but but Takahashi was like a favorite. And I was like, I feel like with that angle they did it at um, at uh, what call it, um, Dontaku, that it had mm-hmm. to be Ishimori. And, and I, you know, I, I like that it doesn't have to follow that, but it was a little. You could say that for Wrestle Kingdom or some other big show later. Yeah, yeah, and he got to the finals, so it's not like he didn't like he didn't look good in the tor- in the um, in the tournament. Uh, okay, uh, Naito and Jericho for the Intercontinental Title. This will be like huge if Jericho's match against Omega uh, was any sort of a preview. Which I I mean I can't remember if we talked about it. I that match stole the show. At, um, oh, absolutely! Yes, I, I thought that match was incredible. Um, told a great story. Um, if that match was any indication, this like it's just I would say steal the show, but like it's Okada Omega. I mean, like I I, I don't know if there's 
a human being alive that could steal the show from them. It'll be it'll be fun to watch them try. Let's put it that way. Yeah. No, and I hope the competition is there that everybody feels like they have to step up their game because I, I think, like, I, I'm of the opinion that, and I actually, you know what, I've I've not seen the Okada Omega G1 match, but um, I I do like the Wrestle Kingdom match a lot, but I think the Dominion match was so much better. Like, I agree. To me, it told a much better story. It was there was a lot of like, oh, cool moves as I like to call it in the uh, Wrestle Kingdom match, but the and, they, you know, they had the story of Ken Omega hit the one-winged angel, but I thought that was a little bit simplistic. Dominion, to me, it was such a different story and one that you wouldn't ex- expect, and I, I liked it so much. Um, this one, I you know, I'm so excited. I'm very excited about this, and I think it should be, like, an absolute show stealer. And, I mean, I don't know if you can steal the show if you're in the main event and you're expected to have the greatest match of all time, but, you know, <laughs> it, it, if, if it's possible, it, it will steal the show. Now, here's my big question. Do you think Omega wins the belt here? Okay, so my gut... God damn it. You know what? I And this is what Ghetto does to you. Um, you know, like... My gut says no and yes. Okay, so like... <laughs> it, it says yes because... Okada never loses. Like, he just never loses. And every time you think he's going to, and every time you think he's right for the picking, and that's what my husband says about me. Um, you know, but every time you think that it's like, oh, this is when he's going to drop it, he doesn't. So, like, I'm almost conditioned to believe that he doesn't. And with Omega, it's like, yeah, I guess you would think you would think that this would be the opportunity, but this is the tiebreaker. This is They've got 1-1, one, one, a draw, and then they got... These three matches, these two out of three falls match. So you would think that Omega would win, but then that I guess says Omega is as is better than Okada, and I don't think they want to say that. Um, so I I don't know. Like I, like if you put a gun to my head, I say Okada, but like mm-hmm. I, I could see Omega winning as well. Yeah, I'm just trying to think ahead. Uh, I'm leaning towards Omega winning it because I'm thinking ahead. It's like, all right, who do they have that is waiting in the wings that Okada hasn't already beat? And it's a very, very short list. So in my mind, I'm thinking if there was a chance to have Okada drop the belt, now would be the time, especially now that he's pretty much broken all the records and he's by that's the what by I, the That's numbers. what I would think. Would think. Um... Yeah, by the numbers, he's the greatest IWGP champ of all time. So, yeah, it's like yeah. now would be a good time to do it. The only person I can think of for him to wrestle would be like Jay White. Which, if he can get a great match out of Jay White, he's a miracle worker. Yeah, and I, he is a miracle worker. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess he's never done a big New Japan program with Cody. I mean, he's done the the U.S. shows, but he's never done a one-on-one big program with him. So there's that. That's true. Um, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it'll be awesome, though. I think it'll be, you know, what it's supposed to be, the best show since Wrestle Kingdom. I, it could be better than Wrestle Kingdom, you know? Yeah. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom was pretty damn good, so that's going to be hard to top. But, yeah. uh, again, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, what? It'll else? be better than WrestleMania, I think. 
You think so? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's funny. WrestleMania wasn't even bad this year. It was better than most. Yeah. Even uh, with that main event. <laughs> yeah. Um, money in the bank. Uh, actually, no. Let's talk NXT Chicago. How about that? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to this show. I think... The fuck was what that? on earth was that? That was, was very, that you? Uh, or... No, not me. Um, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Did I press the wrong button here. Anyway, um, the uh, I've been super. I've been super. What you gonna do, brother? Oh, somebody has figured out how to unmute. Um, So uh, I've been really into the Ricochet uh, Velveteen Dream uh, storyline so far. Uh, I feel like every time... All right. Going to... We've been invaded. We've been invaded. I know. I don't know how he's... Um, so anyway, um, I've been super into that feud. I feel like every feud that he's into, uh, he gets gold out of it. And that spot with Ricochet was just incredibly, yeah, incredibly epic. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I think they should, I mean, every time he, every time he, is put in a program with somebody who gets something amazing out of it. Cash Zono, Alistair Black, um, uh, now Ricochet. So I think that'll be awesome. And if their first match before it got ruined by um, Lars Sullivan was any indication, I think they're gonna they're gonna have a really good. good uh, but spot. again, we we talk about potential show stealers. That might be one that right there. Yeah. Um, we've got Gargano and Champa in a street fight. Pretty much picking up right where they left off, which is, you know, the stuff they've been doing on TV leading into this match has been great. Um, yeah, I, I think it's been, uh, I think it's been really strong. Um, what else? Uh, Black and Sullivan, which I pretty much guarantee will not be the main event. I think it has to be Gargano Champa again. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good bet. Um, yeah, Lars and Sullivan. Or Lars and Sullivan. Lars Sullivan. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how I feel about him being in the spot. I guess it's just kind of a placeholder until they build to something bigger. But, um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, no, I, I think that's correct. I think it's just to give Black a body to take. I mean, I, if they hadn't, like, veered so hard on, on Velveteen Dream going heel, I would have assumed that the, the the end game for Aleister Black would be Velveteen Dream uh, wrestling him and trying to trying to actually beat him, but I don't think they're going in that direction anymore. Um, and then we got the Undisputed Era against Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. That could be really good, actually. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I expect good. a nice, hard-hitting match out of those those guys. When does Bobby Fish come back? Good question. Don't know. All right. Well, there you go. Let me see. <laughs> see if I can find this out. Uh, yeah, let's click around SummerSlam or so. Um. All right. Anything else we got coming up? Uh, those are the big things. Unless you want to talk more about Money in the Bank, which I'm super stoked for that show too. Um. Sure. Let's talk about that. Um. Here it is. Uh. Okay. We got. Uh, we already kind of gave our picks for the um, for the Money in the Bank matches. I still think uh, Kevin Owens is winning the men's, and you had suggested Charlotte for the women's. Right. Um, I think it'll be. I think it'll be Natalia. I'm I'm just going to go there just because you went for Charlotte. Yeah, and I can see that too just because of the whole like connection to Ronda Rousey that they keep pushing. Yeah. Uh god, there's 10 matches on this show. Um Well, their pay-per-views are what, 4 hours long now, so Yeah. They need to load them up. Um Hoorah. Carmella against Asuka. Oh god. So, I don't even know how to think about that match. Like, so is Carmella going to get herself like DQ'd or something to get out of that? Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, I think that's what they're probably going to do. Now, the bigger question is the other women's title match. What are, are they going to have Ronda win the belt this soon? Yes, yes, I, I think they are. Okay. They're going to just like, it works with Brock. There you go. <laughs> I would have saved it for WrestleMania, but hey, what do I know? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. AJ and Shinsuke. I mean, does Nakamura win here? Uh, whether he wins or he doesn't, it's got to be the end of the feud because this has got to – like, guys, you milked this cow for all it's worth. Yeah, and didn't get out of it what you thought you were going to get out of it. No, they did not. <laughs> uh, we got Daniel Bryan and Big Cass, which I assume comes down to the fact of whether or not Daniel Bryan has made his intentions known on signing another contract. Yeah, that'll be that'll be very interesting to see what happens there. No. But I think they've – I get the feeling that WWE's kind of soured on Big Cass a little bit, so do they want to give him that win? Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, that's a good call. Um, unless Brian's like, I'm leaving definitely, then I think Brian goes over. Um, Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn, I'm pretty 100% sure Lashley's going to win that. Hopefully putting that an end to that feud once and for all. Yeah. And we'll never be reminded of it ever again. We got the Bludgeon Brothers uh, against the Good Brothers for the SmackDown tag titles. They're not calling them the club anymore, are they? No, they never really did, except when they were with AJ. 
And, you know, for some reason, us fans kept calling them that. Even though they did. I don't know why. It was very confusing. But, yeah, no, they're um, Gallows and Anderson always. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers go over easily. Um, yeah. All right, Roman and Jinder. Who's going to win that, Pat? I don't know, but do you think they'll have them close to the pay-per-view? Yes, I do. <laughs> That'd be funny. Like you think they walked out on Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns? I dare you to put Jinder and Roman on last. That would be so awesome. Um, and Seth Rollins and Elias. That will probably be the best match on the show. Yeah, I think so. Um, Just because a it's Seth and b it's the only thing on the entire card that's like uh, moderately interesting. Who do you think's gonna win? I'm inclined to go with Seth. But I can yeah. see them, if they want to push Seth to say Brock Lesnar, I could see like Elias stealing the win here, and then Seth kind of moves on to, to Brock Lesnar during the summer. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, I, I don't, I'm trying to think of what, um, yeah, I think they're just going to stick with Roman, though. So, yeah, I, I, I think Seth is going to go over. <sighs> All right. Goody, goody, um, gumdrops. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we're done. Uh, cool. Fun interruptions today. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, we had a good show. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening. Always appreciate it. And for Mr. Patrick Kelly and myself, Mr. Eric Clancy, we are signing off. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.